1: WTC Minneapolis, St. Paul, FM 107.5, K298 CO, Minneapolis, Intelligent Radio.
2: With SRN News, Amrich Thomason. President Biden spending the weekend at his home in Rehoboth Beach, Delaware, had to be moved to a secure location earlier today after the Secret Service says a small plane mistakenly entered restricted airspace near the President's vacation home. No threat to Mr. Biden or his family, and they have since returned to the House. It will take a while for the impact to be felt in store shelves around the country, but as of today, a baby formula plant was shut down four months ago over contamination concerns has come back online with production resuming as of today. No relief for motorists. The relentless rise in prices of the pump continues. AAA reports the price up another nickel today, a new record average $481 per gallon. This is SRN
3: News. This week in the Town Hall Review, brought to you in partnership with the Pepperdine Graduate School of Public Policy, Senator Rick Scott, who is governor of Florida, shepherded legislation to make Florida safer.
4: We put additional uh, resources in to um, to make sure we harden our schools.
1: Join us for our program. Sign up for our podcast at townhallreview.com. Every Saturday evening at 7 and Sunday nights at 11, here on AM 1280, the Patriot Intelligent Radio.
4: What you see is what you're going to get. It's going to be a slight chance of showers in upper 60s for the afternoon. And that's where we're hovering right now. Michelle Defoya, you know her name. Well, she's got a podcast now called Sideline Sanity. A chance for you to hear her thoughts on the wisdom of the day. And you can check it out
5: anytime at
4: am1280thepatriot.com, 24-7.
5: Portions of this program may have been prerecorded.
1: The views expressed on the following program do not necessarily represent those of this station or its management. This is the Northern Alliance Radio Network, the longest running conservative talk show in the Twin Cities. It's great to be back
4: in Minnesota
1: today. Political analysis of the good, the bad, and the outright crazy. Now, here's your headline act, Mitch Bird.
4: Welcome back, Twin Cities End World. It's the wind beneath the right wing, the show. It says, send us your tired, huddled masses yearning to see red. The Northern Alliance Radio Network, I, the headliner, Mitch Berg, Jack Tomczak, the new guy, coming up at 3 o'clock today. Of course, Brad Carlson from 1 to 3 tomorrow, the closer edition of the Northern Alliance Radio Network. And our good friend and charter member, the Narn King Banyan, Saturday mornings from 9 to 11 on our sister station, AM 1440, the businessman doing the best radio show in America, ergo the world when it comes to economics. Between us, the four of us, we are the benevolent despots of weekend radio, dominating all Twin Cities weekend media, which, let's be honest, means dominating the entire Twin Cities media. We're benevolent despots, but nonetheless, we rule absolutely uh, all that uh, stands in our way here. And we do it for everyone's good. No, absolutely. I got to say, I'm a conservative, have been for my entire adult life pretty much since about age 20-ish or thereabouts when I finally woke up and realized, oh, yes, the far left is destroying America. and This was 40 years ago. Uh, And it it, it helps to remain an optimist in a place like St. Paul as a conservative with us Next is someone who has to take, is going to be taking that optimism to the streets of the 4th Congressional District between now and November. Uh, with any luck, God willing, with a tailwind, ejecting Betty McCollum from Congress. Please welcome our next guest, Maylor May. Welcome to the show.
6: Thank you, Mitch. Thank you for having me
4: absolutely my pleasure i i was hoping to get you on before convention time but better late than never i i know they've been keeping you busy out on the campaign trail and believe me you've got a busy uh, a busy couple months in front of you here so i'm glad you could squeeze in time to do this today uh, you were endorsed a few weeks ago at the cd4 convention to run uh for the uh we you were endorsed to actually run against betty McCollum uh for congress uh, Before we get to the whys, the wherefores, and what the voters can expect from you in this race, let's talk a little bit about you. Uh, Tell tell us a little about you, where you come from, and uh, then we'll get into why you're in the race.
6: Um, Absolutely. Thank you. Yes. Uh, So, once again, my name is Maylor John. I was born in a refugee camp in Thailand. My family fought communism in Laos after the Vietnam War, and I spent eight years in a refugee camp before my family immigrated to this country. And I remember clearly the evening when my uncle and relatives came to uh, greet us at the airport, um, they drove us home and the street lights and traffic lights were sh- shining everywhere. And I thought, oh my gosh, you know, I'm in heaven because, you know, being an eight-year-old and seeing America for the first time, um, you don't usually see street lights in life anywhere And in a refugee camp and so to me it was like heaven but of course we all know that it's not heaven it is what Ronald Reagan called it the shiny city on a hill so that was my first experience uh, in seeing America however this country has given me many uh, wonderful opportunities to be successful to live my American dream um, as in being able to go to school get a job uh, you know buy a home and raise a family uh, I received my Master's in education, and for twenty years, I taught English to immigrant students in St. Paul Public Schools so they can have their own shot at the American Dream. And that's what's great about this country is that you know everyone wants to come to this country because the opportunities and the freedom that we have in this uh, great nation. Um, I have I, I have two boys and two girls. Uh, both of my sons are in uh, serving the u s. military. One is a National Guard here in Minnesota, and um, the other one is uh, in the Navy uh, station in Jacksonville, Florida. Um, And the reason I'm running is because, you know, looking back at two years ago when all small businesses uh, where I uh, live were all looted and burned down to the ground. Um, Being a teacher, I see the suffering of the students with mask mandate and vaccine Um, myself was suffering from, you know, having to wear masks to school every day, um, and right now, you know, our stu- our public schools are failing our students miserably, and so, you know, I can't sit around and wait for a miracle ha- to happen, um, and that is why I, you know, took upon myself. I said, hey, my kids are protecting America. It is my job, my duty as a mother, as a, you know, as a patriot, to do the thing.
4: Absolutely, and by the way, your story is. Just about the most compelling uh, I've seen from any candidate of any sort, much less a congressional candidate. I mean, your campaign kickoff video talks about your family's voyage, journey, I should say, from the highlands of Laos or, or Vietnam—I forget which—across the Mekong River to uh, Thailand. With your when your mother was expecting you, that was that was the part. It's just like they were. Uh, that's that's an incredibly powerful image and an incredibly powerful story, and, and one that needs to be told. So we'll come back to that, uh, May- Maylor Sean. Okay. But uh, so, yeah, you, you touched a little bit on why you're running. But is there something in particular? I mean, you, you mentioned the pandemic and you mentioned yeah. the, the, schools, the, the the schools being shut down, which we're just starting to learn how that particularly affected and, and in some ways devastated the most vulnerable among us, the, the minority communities like the African-American students. Uh, the Latino students, and of course, you know, a lot of the Hmong students uh, in, in your community and our community. I mean, I live in St. Paul as well. And the, the, the damage that caused to the kids who can afford that damage the least, I, we have not even begun to comprehend the, the intensity of the damage these communities suffered. Uh, do you care to comment on, on what you're seeing in your community as a result of this ham-fisted, stupid set of lockdowns we just uh, went through?
6: Well, you're absolutely right about that. Um, you know, the most uh, it impacts a lot of the minority uh, students, especially a student of color, you know, a non um, a Hispanic, yeah. um, and people uh, think, why is that? Because you know, most of the, uh, the parents, especially you know, a minority groups that have parents who uh, can't speak the language. Because I grew up in a family where my parents didn't uh, speak the language, and if I if the school just shut down, I wouldn't have anybody to uh, help me uh, learn or uh, tutor me. Uh, so that that was really, um, I find it very devastating uh, to see that you know schools are shutting down and all that these students are pretty much left behind, left in the dark. And you know we we do you know try to do it uh, school online, but you know that's that's not helpful because especially when they don't have parents who. Uh, can help them navigate through the Internet or their iPad or, you know, what have you, um, and just to have someone sit there and help them do their homework online. That was very difficult. I You know, I worked with a lot of families, and I had to go to some homes and help them figure it out, how to get online, how to sign on. Uh, I mean, these are just some sort of the small issues that I, you know, experienced with families, And so, you know, when we talked about students falling or failing in in schools where they, you know, they're not reading at grade level, well, this has added more um, to uh, failing our students, where they're, you know, falling behind even further.
4: Absolutely. So, you you are running against the current in a number of ways. Just to borrow on the theme from your. Uh, campaign video, which, by the way, I'll be posting at shotinthedark.info a little later on, as soon as I get a moment after the broadcast today. It's it's an incredibly compelling introduction to to you, Miller Zhang. But you're running against a couple of different currents here, and I want to talk about both of them. But you are a teacher. You teach ESL in the St. Paul Public Schools. You have a 20 year career behind you as as a teacher, as as, as you related here. You don't see a lot of teachers running as conservative Republicans. I, I, I'm dying to hear more about the reaction you get from your colleagues uh, and from the members of your community about about your running for Congress as a Republican, uh, Mayor Zhang.
6: Yes. Um. Well, it was it was a. I want to say it was hard to, you know, announce that I was running on a Republican ticket because I wasn't sure how. They will react. I know that majority would, um, you know, lean on the left side, but I actually has uh, a pretty good positive feedback. You know, I have to, in order for me to run my campaign and to be, you know, out there talking to uh, voters and, and I want to, you know, make sure that I win this election, I have to quit my job. And so I, I took, um, I decided to leave at the end of February. So that was, uh, two weeks after I made my announcement. And so I didn't, uh, get to, you know, see what, how they would react to that. But for the most part, I have a a lot of people, you know, would quietly come to my room and, you know, give them their blessings and they, they they're supporting me. They believe in the things that, um, I'm fighting for. So, you know, it wasn't it wasn't bad. It was it was
4: pretty good for the yeah, most part. Yeah, there's a cliche among some conservative circles that all teachers are like the caricatures you see on libs of TikTok, and and I, I'm a I've got my father, two of my grandparents, and my little sister are all teachers, and there's a lot of different uh, points of view out there in the classrooms. so I'm glad to hear that. Let's talk about the community. You live not too terribly far from me. I live in the Midway. You look peers from your website. You live up in the North End. As you yeah. go about your campaign. Uh, tell us what you're hearing from people out and about the streets of of, uh, of Saint Paul. What, how are they responding to you? What are you hearing from them about what they need to see from a Congressperson, Mayor Jean?
6: Well, um, they've been, you know, really angry about what is, you know, where our Congresswoman is. You know, she's not out here in the community. Uh, I bet she she doesn't even know where Payne Avenue is, or if she would. She has never, you know, stepped in a restaurant or a bar on Payne Avenue or here on Rice Street, and you know, that's the type of community and that's the type of a neighborhood that I, I, I live in and I'm proud to be part of. But um, people here, they're tired um, of of the crime uh, rates that's happening in our neighborhood, Um, inflation, gas prices. They're really concerned families that I spoke to, um, they don't know how they are going to survive in the next few years. I have a few friends that, you know, they drive for a living and they have to quit their jobs because they can't afford gas anymore. Yeah. Um, That's really important because we need drivers. We need, um, you know, we need jobs. And here with the inflation, it's, it's killing jobs because people can't afford it. They want to work, but they can't afford to go to work because gas prices are killing them, um, you know, even
4: oh, yeah, food. Absolutely. And in fact, that's, the, that's one of the stories that the media won't go near is the fact that the, the top line inflation rate for population as a whole is around 8%. For people in the lower couple of income quintiles, which it, it is an awful lot of people in both of our neighborhoods, Meijang, it's closer yeah. to 11% at as of several months ago and probably more like 12 or 13 now because... They spend much more of their income on food and fuel than people at the middle and higher income brackets do. And it's killing them almost literally here, folks. Uh, Mailer Jean, we, we want to have another segment with you. We've got to take a break. Before we go away, what's your website that people can go to to find out more about you and your campaign? Then we'll come back and ask some questions about you and Congress, God willing.
6: Sure. Uh, my website is main4mn.com. That's M-A-Y, the number 4, M-N, dot com.
4: And I'll post the link at shot in the dark that info when I get a moment here. Uh, when we come back, some questions for you about hopefully you in Washington, DC, God willing with a tailwind. We can also take uh, calls with questions from May at Laura Zhang, 651-289-4488. Go nowhere. We'll be right back.
6: Never I tell myself I continue. Don't say
1: the words Sing in Paris at the mall in Bloomington or on horseback in Dallas. We're where you are. Listen to AM 1280, The Patriot, at odyssey.com
7: or with the free Odyssey app. Hi, I'm Cole with the Kingdom Builders. As I look forward to the coming roofing season, I also look back to past roofing seasons. I mean, way back, 2,000 years ago when our Savior Jesus was here. He did so many wonders and helped so many people that when the sick and hurting heard about him, They did whatever they could to get to him. In Luke 5, it talks about some men who wanted to bring a paralyzed man laying on a bed before Jesus, but finding no way to bring him in because of the crowd, they went up on the roof and let him down into the presence of Jesus. And when Jesus saw their faith, he said, man, your sins are forgiven. Wow. They were so sure of the healing power of Jesus that they broke a hole in the roof to get him to Jesus. A couple things I ponder about this passage is one. I wish I had faith like that. And two, I wonder which roofing company they used to repair that hole. If you need us to take a look at your roof, feel free to give us a call at 612-900-9166.
8: As the world emerges from the pandemic, new challenges arise. Inflation, rising interest rates, market volatility, and now massive government spending due to a war halfway across the globe. This means rising taxes won't be far behind. While you can't control what happens in the world around you, you can control how much of your hard-earned retirement savings that you get to keep. Hi, this is David McKnight, financial strategist and author of the national bestseller, The Power of Zero. We employ strategies that help people near and in retirement protect what they saved in good times and bad. This means having a strategy designed to weather times like these and keep more of your money in your pocket. So, if you're concerned about your ability to combat inflation, rising taxes, and exposure to risk, we're here to help. Our number is 844-574-1400. That's 844-574-1400. Or visit us online at thepowerofzeroshow.com. Investment advisory services offered through POZ Wealth Management, a registered investment advisor.
6: Ladies, are you tired of hair loss products that don't work? Then meet Revella, Powered by breakthrough ingredient Procelenil, Rivella hair serum directly targets and reawakens hair follicles. After a six-week clinical trial using Revella, 97% of women saw thicker, fuller-looking hair. So try Revella risk-free today at RivellaHair.com and enter code RADIO15 for 15% off. That's RivellaHair.com. R-E-V-E-L-A hair.com.
1: Wake up with the Patriots' Daybreak Insider. Today's top news stories from a conservative viewpoint. Sign up at am1280thepatriot.com by using the keyword subscribe. That's subscribe at am1280thepatriot.com. <laughs>
4: AM 12A, The Patriot, the Northern Alliance Radio Network. Hey, join us in welcoming Brandon Tatum to the AM 12A, The Patriot lineup every weeknight from 5 to 8. It's the Officer Tatum Show. He was a cop. Did you know that? Go figure. He's a seven-year veteran of the Tucson, Arizona PD, and between 900,000 followers on Instagram and 2 million subscribers on YouTube, he brings with him quite an audience of Patriots. He says, and I quote words, cannot describe what a blessing it is to be part of the Salem family. He's right, you know. Uh, my mission in life is to serve God with the gifts He's given me. Being the voice of and for the people is one of those gifts. Well, welcome to the family, Brandon, and in the mortal worlds of John McLean. Welcome to the party, pal. No, actually, this is this is the fun stuff here, folks. Brandon, welcome. <laughs> with great power comes great responsibility. Northern Alliance Radio Network, 651-289-4488, the number to call. Uh, we are joined uh, for another segment by our guest, may Lorjong, Zhang, the GOP-endorsed candidate to run against Betty McCollum in the 4th Congressional District, the district she and I both call home. Uh, I'm looking forward to getting out and campaigning for you uh, the best of my ability here, uh, May. But tell us a little bit of something about uh, what you're running for. If you are, with the help of God and a tailwind, elected to Congress here, and I sincerely hope you are, What can voters expect from you uh, when you go to Washington D.C.?
6: Well, uh, definitely um, stop uh, Biden from printing more money. That's number one, and uh, that is really important. That that is why we're having the inflation, the issues that we're having right now. Our border is out of control at this time, Um, flooding with illegal immigrants, and they're not just coming from Mexico, but all over the world. Yep. Um, if we cannot control and uh, protect our borders, then we wouldn't be a great nation.
5: Yep. Uh, and
6: that is where you know, I'm very passionate about, is protecting our border. I mean, we send billions and billions of dollars to another country protecting their borders, but we fail to protect our border. We fail to protect our Americans, and that's where I'm angry and that's where I want to get there and uh, find policies or uh, we I mean we have to turn Congress uh, red mean, yeah. we, we have to turn the uh, the seat red so that way we can have a voice right now there the Democrats are in control with the uh, House, the Senate, and of course Biden. And they're they're just printing money like crazy. They're you know passing policies that are not that's not good for our people in America. I and mean, they're they're not really protecting our uh, rights and our uh, freedom right now. And, and it's so not just the, so-
4: it's not just the open borders. I mean. At the, at- people in your community and mine and CC Davis's community over in the 5th congressional district they need to know that when you have open borders full of cheap labor coming across the border that means all those working class families in St. Paul are are finding their market their labor market getting flooded with cheap labor and suddenly their the, the the value of their labor drops the the the, the wages they can ask uh drops because there's someone out there who will go and do it cheaper because god knows they're not going to go to the, the authorities if they get underpaid. I mean this is it's an economic as well as a, a national security issue, Mayor Shang. Absolutely. So, absolutely with you on that here. These are some great issues to run on and, and issues that you, our communities need to know about. Now, you're you're Mong and of course the the story you tell about coming to America as as a child is incredibly compelling. Uh, it's also the, the Hmong community has voted heavily Democrat since before you came to uh, America, uh, Mailerjong. I mean, when I first came here to the Twin Cities, they were a small but very reliable DFL community here in the mid-1980s. Uh, you, you, tell us a little bit about your community. I mean, is, do you see any sign of that changing in the Hmong community, Mailerjong?
6: Absolutely. I think that um, when a uh, Congressman uh, Wellstone ran for Congress here, and he he actually came to the Hmong community, and he I have to give him some credit for being very helpful and he was he actually cared for the uh, community. And I think uh, that's when a lot of the um, Hmong people uh, voted for for him, and then you know they became the Democrats. But if we really look at their values, you know they're they're family oriented, they're a hard-working people. And, you know, they they have a faith that they believe in and, you know, and keep them disciplined. And so these are the values that us conservatives, uh, you know, that mean, the same values that we have. And so I, I know that, you know, their values align with our values here. It's just a matter of getting into the community and um, educate them. We It's like we have to change. We have to do like a mind shift where they have to rethink about the values and and the, the Democrats because right now their their value, the Democrats values are not aligned with us. I'm very fortunate that uh, this time around I have so many Hmong leaders that are coming to me and said, "How can we help you?" We're sick and tired we we are we don't want to be uh, puppet or uh, vote for Democrats anymore. And they're not doing anything. They're betraying our trust and our the promises for us. And so that, to me, that's very powerful. Reaching out to me and telling me uh, they want to change. They need a change, especially in the community. Um, and they're ready for that change. And I'm glad that, you know, I'm here to uh, support them and to to tell them, you know, we do have a, another way, another way as on the Republican side. It's not that we, ha- we haven't welcomed them. It's just that we, I guess we didn't know how to reach out to them, but now they're reaching out to us yeah. and they want to be part of uh, our community and our uh, party because they, they don't, they no longer want to, you know, kind of be,
4: they don't want to be taken for granted anymore. I've heard that from African-Americans. Right. They said they're tired of being taken for granted. And I, and and, and if the Hmong community is starting to feel the same way, I, I could not be happier. And I will welcome every last one of them personally. I will bring the welcome wagon bag around uh, to the community myself, Mailer Jacques. Uh, you, I, I, that brings up an interesting conundrum. I'd love to hear your observations about this. I observed... Uh, a a phenomenon probably 15 years ago in Minnesota politics, that there is nothing the DFL hates more, Uh, the party of Betty McCollum hates more than uh, one of, quote, their, end quote, constituents leaving the tribe. And in your case, you're a member of three of their, quote, tribes, end quote. You're a woman. You're an immigrant Mm -hmm. and an ethnic minority. Uh, and you're a teacher. I mean, you are you are public enemy number one for these people. You must be dry, and and you are a member of the community that they have counted on. You're, you're up to five strikes against you right now, Meijong. Uh, what, what's it feel like being an insurgent on that many levels? Do you get any flack from your community about being uh from about being uh, this transgressive on so many levels?
6: <laughs> They're actually very supportive. Uh, believe it or not. I, I have so many uh, positive feedback and you would think that there, I mean, there are, you know, a few that are, you know, very far less progressive. And so, of course, they're, you know, they're going to say whatever they want to say. But here's the thing. My community needs a change. They need to know the truth. They need a leader who can lead them in the right direction, that will give them opportunities and um, the reason why we came to this country is for freedom. And yep. if we, our freedom is taken away right now, okay, we have nowhere else to go. And that's why I, I said we're not going anywhere because this is home, this is country, uh, our country now. And we must fight. We must fight for our freedom just like we did in Laos. Yeah. And so, yeah, that's, that's my message to my community. And th- that's the message that they know um, and that's the message they, they want to be part of.
4: There is, no, there is no river to cross to get to something better from here. Does it, it, there is no uh, place to run to anymore. You're absolutely right. Uh, Mailer Zhang, uh, we've got about a minute and a half to go here. You obviously need plenty of help. You're, you're running up against the Democrat noise and money machine. Uh, tell us a little bit. Your, of course, your website is May4MN. That's M A Y for the number four MN dot com. I'll be posting that at shotinthedark.info dot info shortly here. But what kind of help do you need from people who may not even be in the fourth congressional district to to get you over the finish line against Betty McCollum this fall?
6: Yes, we know that uh, running against Betty is not a small job. It is a big job. It's not just for District Four. It's for Minnesota. It's for Amer- America. And so if you can contribute any amount of um, uh, time, money, that will be uh, greatly appreciated. Because I know that I'm running a grassroots um, a campaign, and I'm reaching out to a lot of voters and a lot of um, average Americans who want their dreams protected. But we have to do it together. And so I, I ask for your help, your contribution. You could go to my website and donate there. Uh, you know, call me, email me with any questions or any issues that you want me to address. I would love to uh, talk to um, people, get to know, you know, everyone here. But like I said, this campaign is bigger than C D four. It's about America. It's about Minnesota and bringing back our freedom and freedom. Um, protecting our american
4: dream. absolutely we need to do this again by the way you're facing a primary challenge this august here we that the cd4 candidate two years ago uh four years ago i guess it was uh, got tripped up by assuming the they'd skate past the primary let's make sure we get you through the primary so let's definitely have you on the air again before primary time can we do that Maylor? Absolutely. Appreciate it so very much. I will post a link to your website in a moment here. God bless, and thank you for coming on with us today, and let's, uh, let's do what we can to uh, shock the world truly. Mailer, Jean, thank you for joining us yeah. today. Thank you so much. Northern Alliance Radio Network, AM 1280, The Patriot. When we come back, oh, yes, so much more to talk about this past week. It's, I, I picked the worst weeks to take a weekend off i have to make up for it in the next half hour. Go nowhere. Northern Alliance Radio Network, AM 1280, The Patriot.
1: Are you tired of exposing your retirement to stock market risk? Would you like to participate in stock market gains but never market losses? Learn more with Dale Tondrick on the Retirement and Income Radio Show, Sundays at 11 a.m. Call Dale now to get your complimentary customized retirement and income kit, plus the free retirement and income book, 952-401-1671, 952-401-1671. The Retirement and Income Radio Show, Sundays at 11 on AM 1280, The Patriot.
6: Balance of Nature, changing
9: the world one life at a time.
3: He's got more energy, definitely. He sounds
9: more more alert. This is great stuff. I'm feeling, uh, feeling a lot better. Uh, I'm probably going to be with you for a while. <laughs> the thing I feel the most positive about is I just have more energy. And
6: um, that's the the thing that I was really looking for. And, and, you know, something
9: else I've noticed is I'm a lot calmer. I just feel mellower. Another thing I'm noticing is that I'm not as hungry for carbohydrates.
6: And when I want to eat, I'm starting to eat things that are better for me. I know that this is a good path for me to go on. I can tell there's things that are happening and I do feel better.
3: If you've helped everybody as much as you have me, boy, you're magic. And everybody remarks, not just family, but people that I haven't seen in a long time and people that see me that say, you are looking so good. No way are you 82 years old. The balance of nature really is giving me energy. I like to maintain my health. and I have a feeling of well-being waking up in the morning, and I feel great. I think balance of nature is really uh, helping me. Like I said, uh the feeling of well-being and
1: feeling of energy. Yeah, I have a lot more energy during the day. and you know, I work 10, 12, 14 hours a day. So I, I do have a lot more energy. I just feel like I'm healthier because of it. So, I mean, that's great news, you know. Taking more than three or four, yeah, I'm taking you know, up to 10 a day of each. So that's why I'm going through it so quick. Nobody gets enough veggies or fruits. I don't. So this is my solution.
4: Start your journey
6: to better health with Balance of Nature right now. Call one 800 246 751
1: or go to balanceofnature.com to get free shipping. And don't forget to get 35% off your first preferred order by using discount code BALANCE.
5: I appeal to you to fight. I fully recognize not everyone has a fighting nature, but everyone can help fighters. What's wrong is not to do either. If the troops have no supplies, the troops are worthless. This station is a fighter so there's a very simple way for you to help this station and that is just patronize their sponsors help us continue to keep the twin cities right by supporting
2: the local businesses you hear on this station
9: am
4: 1280 the patriot northern alliance Ooh yeah radio network 651-289-4488 the number to call Hey, don't forget the June Regnery Book of the Month is Conservatism, a Rediscovery by Yoram Hazoni. Uh, it's a common misconception that American conservatism is the same as classical liberalism. It's far from accurate. Anyway, uh, political theorist, Israeli philosopher, and biblical scholar Yoram Hazoni believes the best hope for Western democracy is to return to our religious and nationalist roots. Sign up to win a copy at Freedom Fan Club at am 12 thepatriot.com Regnery Publishing, by the way like everything else that is good in life these days, seems to be a division of Salem Media Group, just like 2,000 Mules, just like so many other awesome productions. Just check the whole thing out. Northern Alliance Radio Network, AM 1280, The Patriot. We are on so often over the weekends around here between myself, between Jack Tomzak, the new guy, uh, Brad Carlson, of course, uh, every uh, Sunday afternoon from 1 to 3, and King Banyan, Saturday mornings. We have no chance to forget about us. We are everywhere. Anyway, just to go back briefly to the subject of uh, the school shooting, actually not briefly at all, we're going to talk about it because it is one of the most extant threats to uh, threats to our Republican system of government. I say that with a small R, not the party, the, the system of government, that there is this intent to centralize political power and all of the means of enforcing it centrally in government uh it needs to be talked about here you might think that the, the the news is all looking terrible on that front because well the left is doing what uh it's great sage Rahm Emanuel, told it told it to do not wasting a crisis we'll talk about how that's working for them when we come back first let's go to the phones in oakdale jason welcome to the northern alliance
3: radio network you're on the air hey hi mitch um Listen, you know, I have a different kind of take on this. Uh, you know, everyone says it's the guns, it's a mental health crisis is the problem. You know, I think the schools themselves are creating the mental health crisis. We take energetic young people, we uh lock them in a building, and tell them to sit in a chair for 8 hours to listen to someone who it may or may not be smarter than the kids sitting in the chairs prattle <laughs> on uh, for eight hours. And then, you know, and in the meantime, they go and they grab their books and the bell rings. It's like a buzzer in your head. You got to run right. to the next class. Well, you're, you're, and then, go ahead. It, it, and then, you know, there's so many and even more lately, you know, years ago before all this uh, transgender and woke uh, indoctrination in the schools the the more normal was c- complaint was so many so many kids graduate high school without you know having such and such reading level yep. you know the, the, the teachers unions this public education is the sacred cow that's the problem that's Get it rid is, of a school cer- change the
4: It is certainly a big problem. Absolutely, I couldn't agree with you more, Jason. In fact, you're 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 barking right up my tree here, Jason. For starters, when it comes to reading levels, I I got involved when my children were little in a group that was trying to start a sud- what's called a Sudbury school, which is basically a school where kids go through and pretty much from the age of five on make up their own curriculum. They learn what they want to learn when they want to learn it. And it sounds totally counterintuitive if you grew up in a in a public school system, as I did, because my father was a high school teacher. My mother's parents were both teachers. You went to school, and you paid attention, and and you learned how to play the paper chase. And, you know, it was certainly a value when I was a kid. Anyway, you go to a Sudbury school. Nobody tells the kids, you have got to be reading at grade level by the time you're seven or eight years old. And yet every kid learns how to read. And, in fact, by age eight, they're reading well ahead of most of their, their cl- classmates in the public system, even though nobody tells them to go read. They want to learn how to read. They go to a teacher and say, show me how to read. And they do. At these Sudbury schools, by the way, at, at this is similar to the, the, what do you call them, the uh, Montessori school, only they go to an even further extreme of letting kids run their own education it sounds all very very hippy dippy by the way but it's not it actually works uh for the right kids anyway and the right kids aren't most of them in 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 point of fact but uh, at least kids who have well, well we'll come to that in a moment here uh you they they, 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 learn, they teach themselves how to read. Every single kid at a Sudbury school knows how to read by the time they're eight years old. And they by the time they get done, they're reading well past a college level by the time they're in eighth grade. But uh, in almost every uh, case, unless they have some serious disability. But you're right about the unnatural uh, re- unnatural environment of what a school is. Uh, we had Christina Hoff Summers on this show probably ten years ago. She's the author of the classic book, The War on Boys, and she talks about what an unnatural environment schools are, especially for boys. Uh, I mean, the idea that you're going to get a boy full of boyhood energy—that—that that, that, to to sit in a chair for six hours a day to move on and do what they're told to do when they're told to do it, to ask for permission to go to the bathroom, to sit in a room full of recycled air, which just deadens the brain. My God, I remember that, too. And I was one of the kids that was trained from birth to, to understand You school is what you do because dad's a teacher. It's especially difficult for boys, especially since schools, as noted by Christina Hoff Summers in The War on Boys, have essentially turned into uh, school uh, factories for feminizing boys. I say that not in the sense of turning them into girls, although there's certainly uh, the 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 talks the the talk about. Uh, well, actually, you can't turn them into girls because, of course, there are no genders; it's a construct. So, I guess that's not a thing anymore. But you know what I'm getting at here, folks. Boys have to act like girls. That's been the fact since my stepson was in elementary school 30 years ago. Uh, boy, the schools place a Extreme premium being run as they are by women almost exclusively these days uh, on minding, on being verbal, on being expressive, on sharing nicely, on leaving any training their brains to be very, very verbal, which is a bit of a stretch for an awful lot of boys. Some do it better than others. It's one of the reasons I'm a huge advocate of homeschooling. And if I could go back to that age and i had the option i would do that myself i did not have that option when my kids were little i wish i had i went with the charter school route and i'm glad i did and i'd do it much earlier if i had it to do over here again one big exception to that likely is kids who come from seriously difficult backgrounds uh places where the parents aren't necessarily feeding them or giving them any real structure there's a there's a place to be said for for a school system that gives them some structure, some something worthwhile to use as a, a role model in life where they might not have so many of those in their actual life. Not every parent is equipped to homeschool. Not every parent is equipped with the good common sense to get their kids out of a failing public school if it's the only option they have and, and start to homeschool them or to find a, a better option. And so for a certain part of our population, yes, a good public school system would be a useful thing to have to get kids on the right direction. Unfortunately, that's largely not the public school system we have today, uh, which largely treats these kids with all of their difficulties as as a warehouse to keep them in until they're 18 or whenever they choose to drop out. This, by the way, is not a riff on teachers like I said, my father is a teacher. My mother's parents are both teachers. My little sister is a special ed teacher. I grew up around teachers. Some of my best friends are teachers. I know they work their butts off. The vast majority of them in complete good faith and, and doing the absolute best they can. So it, I I don't blame teachers for the way the system is, but the system is kind of a mess. But yes, it, it is an unnatural environment. In fact, the one thing I think is interesting is that we've known, thanks to Christina Hoff Summers, for 25 years now that schools are an unnatural environment for boys, at least the way they have been for some decades now. I know when I was in fifth grade, I finally got my first male teacher. It was a guy who'd been in Vietnam, taught us how to tackle, how to block, how to walk patrols, what what life had been like in Vietnam. The, the godsend for a bunch of energetic nine-year-olds who are just dying to get out of that stale air of that classroom and get out and do something physical. And by God, it was great. It may have saved a bunch of us, I swear. Anyway, there's two sides to that coin. There is a place for a public school system or some form of school system to provide some sort of uh, guidance to kids who need it. On the other hand, the school is an unnatural environment, and the idea that the schools do take boys and try to make them act more like girls, which is a stated goal in modern pedagogy. I, it is. I've heard this from education professors in my lifetime, that the goal is to make boys act more like girls, which runs straight up against this idea that the rest of education have has, which is that you don't make kids act like something they're deep down inside not. For example... They have known since I was in high school, back in the 1940s, back during Ronald Reagan's first term, that the worst thing you can do to a kid who happens to be gay is to teach them that they can be something else. That's a good way to give yourself a suicidal gay kid. You don't do that. They've Not, not that every teacher practiced it in the nineteen or even today for that matter. But they have known this to be a fact. You don't make a gay kid act like a straight kid to to find approval. And yet we make boys act like girls to get approval. And if it doesn't work, they get medicated into submission. I wouldn't doubt for a moment that's behind at least part of a few of these outbursts of horrific violence we've seen from boys related to schools over the years. Can I prove it? Not yet. One day I have uh, absolute confidence it will be proven. Let's take a break. Northern Alliance Radio Network, AM 1280, The Patriot. Oh, yeah, there's some other news about teachers and violence as well. We'll come back to that on the Northern Alliance, AM 1280, The Patriot. Good
9: Hi, this is Lee with the Kingdom Builders. Free, what a great word. We are often asked if we give free estimates. The truth is that very little is actually free, but we absolutely do offer free, no-obligation estimates on roofing, siding, gutters, and windows, and we feel privileged to do so. This makes me think of the incredible cost of salvation, so costly that nobody, nobody can afford it. Romans 6.23 says, For the wages of sin is death, The only way to pay our sin debt is with death. Ouch. The verse continues with, But the free gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus our Lord. Honestly, there is very little cost to us doing an estimate for you, and we actually get the benefit of meeting you too. But think of the cost of salvation. If you have any questions about your home's exterior or about the free gift of salvation, please look us up at thekingdombuilders.com. TheFishTwinCities.com is streaming your favorite contemporary Christian artists like Matthew West, Toby Mac, For King and Country, and many more. Stream along at TheFishTwinCities.com, download the free app, or listen on your Amazon smart speaker.
4: Welcome back, to Twin Cities and World. Northern Alliance Radio Network, 651-289-4488 you have questions, comments, or feedback before we wrap up and head on over to uh, the Jack Tomzak, the new kids show, after the top of the hour here. By the way, speaking of, uh, of which, my band Elephant in the Room. God, we were supposed to have a gig last week, and it got put up because of some bureaucratic all with the city of Bloomington. But, fear not, we're back a week from tonight. We're going to be playing at the... Uh, The Rosetown Legion, Rosetown American Legion in Roosevelt, County Road C., uh, somewhere between Dale and Victoria, up there in uh, Roseville. Anyway, brand-new room for us. We've never been there before, but it's going to be nice to be back in the city proper, rather than, much as I love driving around to Garrison or, or Savage or all sorts of other places we've been at lately here, uh, and we'll be back again at shortly. Uh, we are going to be out there next Saturday night, 7 to 11. It's an American Legion. It's God's country. You can get yourself a Haggis Pizza for crying out loud. Uh, the pizza that they serve in God's country. So uh, be there; it's going to be great. Uh, we're looking forward. We haven't had a gig in close to a month now. It's going to be a busy summer for Elephant in the Room. By the way, go to elephantintheroomband.com to see all the latest on that. Because boy, do we have a busy six months coming up. Eighteen gigs coming up now between New Year's Eve, now and New Year's Eve. So I hope to see you next Saturday night at the uh, at the at the uh, Legion, the Rosetown American Legion in Roseville. At any rate. Minnesota Republican Party uh, uh, dipped its uh, toe into the water of the gun control debate in the immediate aftermath of the Avaldi shooting by uh, actually a few days after by putting down a fairly simple little bit from the Second Amendment. Uh, The the operative phrase from the Second Amendment, shall not be infringed. Now, whenever the Republican Party does this, you can count on the howler monkeys of the left coming out to say, hey, what about the well-regulated militia bit? Well, you you read Sanford Levinson's The Embarrassing Second Amendment from the Yale Law Review, sort of dispenses with the idea that that's uh, what what the Second Amendment refers to. Hint, hint, it's a right of the people, which in the Third Amendment, excuse me, the Fourth Amendment means... A right of the people as individuals not to get searched without uh, just cause, or without a warrant and due process in the First Amendment. It means nobody says the right to peaceably assemble and seek redress of grievances means only city governments. Nobody says the Tenth Amendment res- reservation of rights and powers to the people means cities and counties rather than individuals. Nobody, nobody has ever thought that ever. Ever. But you say that in polite company that, that the first, fourth, or tenth amendment rights, quote, of the people, end quote, refer to cities or counties or newspapers or whatever, they will mock you and taunt you till le- until you leave the room in shame. Somehow the second amendment right of the people only refers to the National Guard. <laughs> Take that, John Matson. By the way, John Matson of the Min, Min Post, uh, former federal khaki. Feel free to join me on the air. I'd be more than happy to debate this premise with you here. But the interesting part is the Republican Party has no compunctions about putting that out there. And, of course, enduring the slings and arrows of the DFL howler monkeys going, Hey, what about, this is the National Guard, or don't you have any compassion for the children? Which, again, is just stupid. But they can say this with some confidence. I'll be posting this at Shot in the Dark, that info after the show here today. poll that came out from one of the good pollsters, Trafalgar, not some stupid PPP or Pew poll or or uh, MacArthur or, or the, the Triple P. No, this is a Trafalgar poll saying, as of last week, a majority of Americans say they believe schools can be safer places if teachers are armed and properly trained. And I quote in the aftermath of last week's Robb Elementary School shooting in Uvalde, A poll conducted by Trafalgar Group in conjunction with the Convention of States action uh, found that 57.5% of likely 2022 general election voters believe schools are somewhat or much more dangerous without teachers who can resist. No shooting at a school is going to be stopped by gun control laws. They're going to be stopped by a variety of fairly simple on-site measures, including arming law-abiding citizens, in this case teachers and staff, and empowering them to protect our children, schools, and communities said the Convention of States President Mark Meckler to the uh, Daily Wire. A uh, majority of voters see this clearly despite the relentless propaganda by people who want to confiscate the guns of law-abiding citizens. This tracks well, by the way, with a piece that I ran a couple of years ago on at shotinthedark.info that I will also link again uh, from May of 2019, so literally just over two years ago, three years ago, holy cow, uh, by a fellow named Korea Shia. Uh, to wit, uh, titled Gun Rights Are Winning and Nobody Has Realized It. And it's a long article and an incredible read. Uh, both of these bits. Uh, the fact that polling is polling in favor of teachers who and staff. Let's not leave the janitors and curriculum specialists and principals and lunch ladies out of this. Because any last one of them has the ability to end a spree killing before it turns into a mass shooting. But the fact that this is polling ahead, uh, I mean, absolutely cataclysmically over even among Republicans, and even a plurality of Democrats, 48.2%, say it's a good idea. Not a majority, but a plurality, more than any of the other answers. uh, Democrats support this more than any of the other answers, if not a majority. It's very, very close to a majority there. So, as hard as it is and as difficult as it is to fight the fight in weeks like this and, and as your hearts go out for the tragedy that's happened, you realize that, yes, we do have the right answer. Democrats say, don't you folks have any answers? Yes, we absolutely do. I read them off earlier. Enforce the laws we have. Intervene with, meaningfully with people who are showing signs of trouble, whether it's joining a gang or going off the rails like the signs were pointing to this punk in Ivaldi doing years ago. Or the punk in in uh, Nick Cruz, the punk in in, in Park at the Parkway uh, Parkland school shooting. These things almost never happen out of nowhere. People have warning signs. Intervene with them. Let's uh, go to the phones. Uh, Pat, welcome to the Northern Alliance. We got about a minute. Go right ahead.
6: Yeah. Hi. Um, a couple of questions. I'm wondering if um, you know anything about uh, the primaries here in Minnesota. Because a lot of people aren't aware of them. And if Doug Wardlaw eventually forced that primary, if you know anything about that, and then your opinion on what are the chances of any Republican winning here in Minnesota, especially with heartfelt, kind of compassionate-talking Tim Dunn walls?
4: Yeah, what are the Um, chances? And I'm
6: wondering what your opinion is on that. And then one more thing. Teachers could be armed with Berna weapons, and it's just tear gas and capsaicin. No bullets, no background check they could just have one shoot it in the hall and guys down if he gets tear gas in him he's done
4: it's better than nothing but uh, it, it, tear gas has a very bad record against people who are drunk dissociative high or particularly motivated. And, and by the way, they, it's, there's been not a few uh, spree killers that have gone about their business with a, a, uh, gas masks on. It does happen. Uh, the, a bullet is the best, a gun is the best uh, r- response. However, it's better than nothing, absolutely. I've got about 20 seconds to answer the other two questions. Are there primaries? Yes, they're in August. Doug Wardlow is running. It is incumbent, much as I like Doug as a person, I wish he had abided by the endorsement. He did not. I say get out there and vote for Jim Schultz. Uh, early and often in the primaries here uh, as far as do republicans have a chance heck to the yeah if they've never had a chance like this democrats are pulling down there with used car salesmen these days nationwide and it shows it's why they're turning on the compassion it's why they're turning on the answers it's why they're turning on the waterworks over evaldi because they're desperate it's desperate to an extent that we've never seen. We need to make this work, folks. More next week. Thanks for tuning in. God bless you all. God bless America.
1: How is your car payment treating you? What if I told you you could make a free phone call right now and reduce your car payment by as much as $83 a month? Look at your car payment closely. You could be paying as high as 20% interest.
8: Be careful. Once you try a Patriot burger, you may never go back to a regular burger. That's the Rack Shack Barbecue at
4: RackshackBarbecue.com. Get
2: that. Rack Shack attack. Rack Shack ooh, ooh,
3: ooh, yeah, yeah Invergulf Hyundai, they have an amazing service staff. Incredible. Hey, I'm Javon from Megan. All in all, um, the entire staff is so friendly. I mean, you have young people to even elders; they really are like like good people. They have really, really good hearts. So Tyler is someone that I would highly recommend. Uh, he'll he'll remember your name too. <laughs> I have a Hyundai Sonata 2020, and uh, the services that I've gotten on there is uh, oil changes. We had to switch out the chip maybe once and. I probably had like a, a check engine light and I wanted to get it checked on, but they never give me a hassle. It's like, Hey, come in. One thing I love the most about Invergrove Hyundai is any place you go, that if they remember you, then you're significant to them. Even if you don't think you are, they'll make you feel like it and you'll feel right at home.
1: Invergrove Hyundai's service technicians are ready for you. No matter what kind of vehicle you drive open 7am to 6pm weekdays, call them today or schedule your appointment online at InvergroveHyundai.com. That's InvergroveHyundai.com.